DeVita. We're the two Pilates chicks. That was our theme music for 2024, our first episode. The new year. Woo! Season five, episode one. Yes. We got 17 episodes in 2023 and we're at one. Yes. Back to one. Back to one. So <laughs> happy new year. Thanks for joining us in this 2024. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It is weird. <laughs> Considering we're not really there yet. We're recording we're this recording just before. We're recording in December, yeah. <laughs> so this episode is on difficult, difficult conversations, conversations <laughs> with clients. So if you listen to our year end for 2023, we got a lot of questions that all kind of fell into this category. Yeah, they actually connected very strangely well. <laughs> they just thread it. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They all like were like, we should just put this in that episode. Yeah, because we'd already picked this topic for our first episode of this year. Mm-hmm. And then the questions we got for the year end just really fell connected. Into it. Yeah. So perfect. Thank you. You gave us our outline. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, so there's a lot of difficult, the more you teach in these difficult conversations. And I'm not one for confrontation. Yeah. So these are always, like, hard, hard It's things. always hard. And there's... You learn. Yeah, and you learn with experience. And there's everything from, like, we'll go through, like, clients late canceling a lot, clients uh-huh. texting you too much, or at, like, obnoxious hours, or clients being combative and not, not wanting to do the exercises you want them to do. Yeah. Or- and there's so many things, and um, and every people go through all of them, and it's they're so common. They um, really are, which you can see by the questions that we got that we both were like, oh yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hear that, yeah, and we still deal with this. I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah. we're some of these things we're dealing with, con- um, like you right said now. You're dealing with some of them right now. Yeah, and I'm helping somebody else deal with her of the same one yeah. um, with her clients right now too, and. So we all have these different experiences. Um, do you want to? So I don't know how you want to hit this. Do you want to go with the? Well, I think the easiest one is discussing the business hours. Yeah, because that's a basic boundary issue. It's something that I've dealt with as well. I think everybody has. Everybody has. Where? I mean, how I, do you handle that client that texts you at night? Yeah, ten p.m. on the weekend if you're not working. Yeah, just times. Times where it's like obviously not an appropriate business relationship text, <laughs> where um, essentially it's up to us, right? It's yeah, like, we have to set that boundary. We have to set the boundary. And so, for example, for myself, what I've decided to do is I will not answer a text after eight p.m. Uh-huh. and or email. I just will not send messages to clients after that time. Now, I could also pick an earlier time. That's you know? true. Yeah. And it just kind of depends. Um, and I think we just have to pick our own business hours and stick to it. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, you know, if you had a nine to five job, although it does blur there too for people I hear. It does. Yeah. Especially these yeah, days. These days. Um, but I also started a thing because I realized if I woke up first thing in the morning and then started answering texts and emails, mm-hmm. my morning was ruined. Yes. And I like to have my routine in the morning of yeah. coffee and a walk. So I've made it not only the boundary of the evening hour, mm-hmm. but I won't answer or um, look at it until 8 a.m. 100%. Yep. So, like, I'm, I'm, when I'm heading out to do my day, that's when I'll look. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then if something's an emergency, I need to respond right away. I will. Otherwise, I'll wait to yeah. get into the space. And that's a really, really good 
decision because we have to be in our uh, a good headspace for ourselves. We do. We have to be relaxed. We have to be clear. We have to be centered. focused and centered and grounded. And if I wake up and immediately am bombarded with, yeah. can I move my time? And da 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 da. Or I yeah. can't. It just sets me off into like chaos. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. And then we can't be there for the clients that are coming in that day. And then we feel stressed. Yeah. yeah. So I think it is really important just as a basic practice, pick your office hours. If it's nine to five or eight to seven or whatever it is that works for you. Um, And just do not respond to messages past those boundaried times. Uh And clients will get it. I mean, it's not like the thing is, is like, haven't you ever had where they text you at this off hour before you set your boundaries and you answer and then yeah. you'd hear nothing back? Yeah. So they're not sitting by their phone yeah. waiting for you to like, they're not sitting there going, why is she not answering? Yeah. And if they are, well, well get a lot. Too bad. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the boundaries. If they are like, I don't need to Sorry. message you. That's my own boundary. I mean, I think sometimes clients don't, I mean, it's not that they're being selfish, but I think a lot of times it's like we have this life, life outside of the studio, mm-hmm. but to them we're, we are in, the studio. In, we are in the studio. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's sometimes they don't, but it, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I was blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't even give an excuse anymore. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't see this. Like, I'm just, I'll just answer their text when it's mm-hmm. appropriate for me to get to it. Yeah. And I think just setting that boundary is very important because they will then respect it more. And even if they don't, well, it doesn't matter. They're not getting a response in when it's my time. Right. And it's the same thing when you're teaching, right? Like when I'm teaching and I have back to back to back to back. Yep. I'm not going to run over and, and take time when yeah. I need to prepare for the next client. Very true. Yeah. To sit there and go through on my time where I have time to chill and run to the bathroom, whatever I need to do. Yeah. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, now I can answer you before I shut it all down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also a good boundary um, discussion, the time between sessions. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes late, I'm not going over their time for some, for them into the next. Or the ones that show up early. Yeah. And then want you that's to start one. early, but yep. you're cleaning and you need that time to like. Reset. Reset. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing, like speaking of difficult conversations, I had a client who was that's doing what, that, that constantly. That's why I thought of yeah. it because you had told me that yeah. story. And and this is somebody who um, also bleeds into another issue of canceling a lot um, and keeping the spot. But so this person, when she had one certain time, it was right after my half hour break. I give myself t- uh, after teaching like from 7 a.m. through to lunchtime. I'm like, I need that half hour to eat and breathe Mm -hmm. and reset. And she would be the next person right after my break. And she would start coming in because my studio's attached next to a gym. She would go into the gym and then kind of peek in. Oh, well, you're not doing anything. anything. So can we start early? You're like, no, you give me like 10 more minutes. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's when your session starts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. (laughs) And it's hard to find the right way to say that. And I'm like you, like, it's hard for me to be that confrontational mm-hmm. and that sort of a, an environment. Um, yeah. but you just, you gotta find the way You've to say find it. find the way to say it. And, and I think it gets easier as you have to, cause it, these are like things that you run into. It's not one time only in yeah. your life of teaching. Yeah. It's over and over. It's over and over <laughs> and over. So you start to learn, okay. And you can see it coming yeah. a lot of times with, you know, the, the, 
oh, this is where we're going. So yep. I need to nip it in the bud now. Yeah. And that comes with experience. experience. But even still, like I deal with that still. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have, I have where, and the other thing is like when you're setting off those, the kind of the boundaries in terms of the off hour, you know, blah, 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 texting, email, phone calls, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, those are the ones also that usually you're going to have to deal with in terms of late cancel. They're wanting to change something around. Yeah. It's not something that it was like, because to me, those are the ones it's like, that's the emergency time. It's like, yeah, I need to do. Oh, so sorry. Da, 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 da. And, mm-hmm. and so that's getting into that whole, how do you handle those bad habits, those bad habits yeah. and those kind of, um, the ones that cancel like, 20, 25 hours five or 24 30 so it's yeah like, right and this happened to one of my students she's like they canceled technically under 24 mm-hmm. hours but by the time the texting had gone back it was like because it was so like and at that point she would and she's like what do i do do i charge her yeah. and it's like and this was my thing with that is like is it something that happens a lot do right. they change their time a lot? Do they cancel a lot? And she's like, yes. And I said, then yes. Then yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm pretty strict with my policies. I'm very strict. I try to very stay very, very strict to them because it's only fair. Mm-hmm. But also it tries to kind of knit bad habits with the clients. Um, but also the more the more you let somebody do that, you the know. More the gonna more they're going to do it. it. Yeah, and I think also when it comes to those kind of, um, you also learn with your clients. There are those. So I tell my clients the first time they do it, Mm -hmm. because I don't really know them, right? Like they do it and you just start teaching them or whatever. So that the habit doesn't, I'm say you say, well, this time, you know, I'm not going to charge you. I do have the 24 hour, but I give a freebie every year for emergencies. Yeah. And then that just reinforces, hey, I have this policy. Yeah. But I'm doing you a favor. Mm Mm-hmm. Just know that you've used your one for the year. Yeah. But then you know those clients that never, ever do that. And then when they yeah. do it, you totally know different. it's an emergency. You yeah. know it's like, I'm not going to charge you. Yeah. That's an actual needed mm-hmm. time that they have to get to do something that yeah never happens. Yeah. And that's a different situation. Yeah. So, so it really depends person to person. Exactly. And you've got to kind of make that decision for yourself because they're your boundaries. It's your yeah. time. So what are you willing to put up with? Yeah. What, what's okay? What's okay for you? Yeah. Because for me and you too, we have clients that want in mm-hmm. and we could have given that slot. It's not about the, I mean, it is about your time and your money, but the thing is you could have had someone in that slot that wanted to be there. Yeah. And now it's too late for you to get them in because they're yeah. like, well, oh. well, and so for that reason, I know, um, a number of. Pilates studios and yeah, PT clinics yeah. who are starting to increase their window of cancellation policy. Like 48 hours or yep. 36 hours. Yeah. And so I've started to do that where I'll remind people like, hey, I have a quote unquote 48 hour cancellation policy, but I'm not necessarily being as strict in charging in the full 48 hours, but it's, it's trying to... Um, give the clients, like it's trying to initiate an idea for my clients that you need to plan. Yeah. You need to like, you need to give I'm me in more your time. Yeah. yeah. You need you to let need me know. This. Yeah. 
And I think the the other thing, oh, I told, see, here we go. New Year, lost my thought. First time. <laughs> um, but I started because of that conversation we had with the 3648. Uh-huh. I used to check in with my clients as in the morning before their day. So it was over 24 hours, but the when day they before. had their session, like the yeah, next day, the next day. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? That's not working. So I went to Sunday. Mm. So Sunday in the morning before I go on bike ride, whatever we do, whatever mm-hmm. I'm going to do, I will just go, Hey, I have you for Tuesday at your normal time, blah, blah, blah. Just a reminder. Mm. And yeah. then, then they all come back and say, Oh, I was going to text you. Can I change it? Yeah. So everything is like, so then I feel like, hey, you confirmed. Yeah. And now you're texting me right under 24. Yeah. Guess and what? It's, <laughs> it's pretty frustrating. And I know some people feel, I do too, like a little disrespected by it. Yeah. But I think for a lot of clients, it's not intentional being, it's not intentionally being disrespectful. A no. lot of people, most people who are not in our field or uh, an appointment-based one-on-one kind of field, like therapists it's not, and doctors. It's not a thought process. They, they don't understand it, you no. know? No. So it's not it's not just the money thing, like you're saying, but that is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also you know, respect of being our respectful time. of our time and, you know, that we do have other people to accommodate and so I've been thinking um, for the last few years, I've been trying to do like a year-end email, like happy holidays, uh, starting in the new year, just a reminder, these are the policies. That's what I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it's helpful because you're, you're, you're restating, restating like reinforcing mm-hmm. yeah. um, the cancellation policy, the, you know, no late cancels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people who are being very strict, they say, um, you get three late cancels and after you do three late cancels for the year, um, you're, you're forfeiting your time. <laughs> That's so it, <laughs> yeah. it depends. I mean, I how, get it though. Cause if yeah. you have like, yeah, if you have a wait if list, you have a wait list. um, so it, again, it depends on the teacher and it depends how strict you want to be. And it depends how you want to enforce these boundaries for your business. And, and how also, to enforce those conversations. Yeah, and I also think if you're doing the boundaries that suit for you, then those clients do respect you more. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're, you know, this is this is the way I run my business. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. Yeah, and I, and I think it's a good way to think of it. Like, this is our business. It's a business, yeah. We're not just a person hanging out in the studio with someone <laughs> for a while. It's like, this is our business. We are running a business. And mm-hmm. whether or not you have your own studio or work for somebody or con- yeah. like rent from somebody, it is your business. Yeah. It's um, your time. Mm-hmm. And so similarly, um, like when people, another difficult conversation, if somebody comes in and is asking about prices <laughs> and then... They want to know what kind of deal they can make, or, or yeah. oh, well, over there it's only ninety dollars. Why is yours one? If I one come whatever? twice a week, then can I have a discount mm-hmm. because of this? I had a new, a new client. She she stayed because I I set that boundary right mm-hmm. off the bat because I could see where she was going. She's like, "What are your prices?" And I told her, and she's like, "Well, I'm going to come a lot, so can you give me a discount?" And I said. <laughs> I said, no, this is, this is my, and she really tried. She really did. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, this is my price. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I give 
in December where if they buy their package, even if they don't need a package, I give them a free session. Yeah, and that's a nice gift for um, recurring clients. Yeah, because she was a new client. I don't give discounts for new clients. Mm -hmm. I feel that that reward goes to those that have been coming to you. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That those are the ones that are showing up and coming here, and those are the ones that should get some sort of reward for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely on board for that. (laughs) (laughs) No new client. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because then I feel like if you start, and again, this is a business choice, but if you start um, a discount (laughs) with a new client, they're starting at a lower rate. And then when they start returning, it's like, well, why do I have to pay more now? Yeah. So you're kind of discounting your work at first. Yeah. Whereas otherwise, if you're giving a free session or um, not a free session, never call it a free session. If you're giving it um, a gift session. Yeah. It's um, like, it's a year and thank you. Yeah. Here's your year and thank you. Buy yeah. a package this month and you get a free session. Yeah. And it's an extra little thing. And an that's, extra little gift yeah. for you. And that's a and thank you to those season. clients yeah. for respecting our time, for returning to sessions. For being here all year. Yeah. Yeah. Or years, whatever it yeah. is. But it, that is a hard conversation when someone wants to discount your cost because it feels very personal because it feels yeah. like you're kind of discounting... And I feel like it goes into that whole, the boundaries and confidence of us as teachers to realize, no, we're worth this. This is, yeah. you know, we've been through this many hours of training. This we've much edu- done education. this much education yeah. that never stops. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're, they're paying for that expertise yeah. of, of whatever it is in a class. Because yeah. even in classes, they'll want a deal. Like a group class? You yeah. Mean? yeah. They'll yeah. still want, you know, and it's like... Another thing is like, what if you're in business for yourself and mm-hmm. you're you are paying for your utilities, you're paying yeah. for your whatever. It's expensive. It's expensive. And I literally, I had somebody walk in and say, oh, well, how much do you charge? Oh, well, I pay this much over there. <laughs> and I, I smiled at her. I said, well, then you can go there. Yes. <laughs> I love that story. And I was, I wasn't being mean. I was just like, I literally have nothing to say. I have no answer for You're you. You're welcome to go over there. She said, oh, but I want to come over here. I said, these are my prices. Price. Yep. And I was just very kind and straightforward. I said, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had people, because I keep my door open, and you probably haven't. That mm-hmm. was the situation yep. the same way, where they're like, oh, yeah, I've been doing place, you know, blah, blah, blah. How much do you charge? Oh, well, that's too much. Yeah. And I'm like. Sorry. Sorry. I'm guessing, I'm guessing. Okay. Well, I can re- recommend other studios. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, um, the thing is, it's like as you move through your journey, it's like you've got to be confident in what you charge, how you set those boundaries. Yeah. Um, what your hours are. What your hours are. And those are difficult things to, like, step up and, like, yeah. hold your ground. Yeah. For some Definitely. Yeah. And it can work out. Well, it will, it will always work out in the right way, but it can take some time sometimes to figure it out. Um, and similarly, like one of the price stories, like during, um, the pandemic, right. When I switched Mm -hmm. to virtual and I had a client who, um, worked with me in the studio and then we were switching to virtual and she wanted it to be cheaper. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, um, nope, no, this is my price, and it's still an hour of time. Um, and she was trying to argue about a duet session with her daughter. Maybe it should be this price, not that. And I said, well, if you feel like you get more out of a private, you're welcome to each schedule separate privates, <laughs> which there would then entail being 
more in the water. But but it ended up being that, you know, and I was very nervous about this conversation, feeling kind of like sick about it. But I was like, no, (laughs) I know that this is what it should be. And, um, and she ended up just taking sessions all through the pandemic. pandemic. Yep. And it paying that price. Because it's basically still the same time teaching. Yep. You know, you're not like same expertise, off. Yeah, same, same expertise. amount of time. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of leads into the next question in a way mm-hmm. that client, this, this kind of came up and, and it's, we all have it. I have one now, maybe yeah, one. And that client that doesn't want to do that. Maybe they dictate what they want in their workout yeah. or they dictate what they want to do in terms of exercises or no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And kind of like fighting you on that whole, like you're obviously guiding and teaching this client and what they need yeah. for their body. And they're going, no, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah. Or I do that exercise this way. Yeah. And we or t- I do it this yeah. way. Yeah. This is how I do it. This is how I do it. And we've touched on this a bit in a previous episode. I feel like it was um, the one on the personalities of clients. I think so. That, mm-hmm. that, uh, line of episodes. Um, but I mean, and it that is series. It was a series. It was yeah. a series. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> a series. That's series. I know I had to think about it too. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you have that difficult client and they're trying to dictate their um, their workout, I think for one, in some ways, depending on the reasoning that they're saying no to something, uh-huh. sometimes we can um, go along with it and not give them certain things if it's a reasonable. Reasonable reason. <laughs> a reasonable reason. A reasonable reason. Um, if something doesn't work for their body, of course, um, of course, if there's an injury, some sort of contraindication, but if they're just being difficult. Yeah. Kind of. And a you would jerk. know that. Yeah, being a jerk. <laughs> um, thinking they know more. more. They have um, those clients, yes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, sometimes, honestly, I just say, okay, whatever. And I just won't give that to them, but I'll sneak that movement in in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> if I think that it is a valuable movement for them, if they do need it, if they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times since there's, like you said, finding out kind of why they're saying no mm-hmm. is key. Yeah. Like, is it cause they're scared? Yeah. Is it cause there's pain? Yep. Is it because they're just being difficult and just like, I don't, cause I know for me, like when my teacher says, Oh, we're going into high fun. I'm like, Ew, you know, in my head, <laughs> but I do it, but yes. she knows I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but she knows I need it because we're there working on stuff. Yep. Um, so understanding that and then going with that client. Okay. I understand they're scared of this, right? I understand yeah. there's a fear of pain of this, or I understand they're unsure or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but I had one client that we were doing something and she was like, I don't like how that, that, and she was just like fighting this mm. exercise. And I finally, I was just like, okay, do what you want. <laughs> and I was like, cause I was like, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. And what's funny is over time as I've kind of backed off when she's like been like that, yeah. all of a sudden she's turned around. Oh. So now she's not as combative. And she's starting to trust, but I would push to a certain point and I'd be like, okay, whatever you want to do. Yeah. She's not going to hurt herself. Yeah. So, and that's a different issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but finding out or like with when your client does have a pain and you're you're like, well, I want to maybe see where they are. And you say, well, how about this today? Yeah. And they go, mm, I don't know, or maybe not. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of going through that. Then there's reasoning there. And exactly. you can work with them as to why they don't want to do that. And that's more of a, I don't want to say valid reason, but that's more of a like reasonable reason. <laughs> yeah. It's more of a, like you, you, you've just got to figure out why they're, why they're doing that. Yeah. Why are they trying to dictate yeah. their workout. Yeah. And on the other side of when things, not that clients, um, are saying, no, I won't do these exercises, mm -hmm. but when a client, um, decides that they only want to do certain exercises and they say, I want yes, I want to do, do these, I want to do this one and this one. Um, and sometimes it's cause they enjoy it. Like I know a lot of people really like, um, feet in the straps on the reformer. Yes. And so I can, I use that sometimes as like a, like a reward, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going to do these ones that I know that they don't like. And then, okay, now uh, let's do some feet. Do this now. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but some people can be more annoying about it and say, well, I want to do this, this, and this. Yes. And, and I think it's again, having that conversation in terms of you just kind of asking some certain questions to kind of go there. Yeah. Why do you want why? to, like, finding out, yeah, why they want to do those things. Maybe it's what they're used to. Yeah. Yeah. But I've actually had, and, and I think you've done it, too. I've done it in mine, where, especially when you're teaching and there's an order of things, and so people kind of know what's coming in the order, mm -hmm. and you may not be going for that exercise today. You might mm -hmm. be skipping, and they start setting up. Yeah. Or we walk to the Cadillac, and they, like, get in a position where you're like, Oh, they want to do this exercise. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, okay. And I go yeah. with it because yep. it's like, I feel like their body is saying, I need to do this. Yeah. It's just like an unconscious. I need to do this. Flow. You need to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. So those, it's, they're not really dictating, but they are kind of saying, I want to do this. But there seems yeah. to be, for me, it's kind of like, oh, their body's telling them something. Yeah. And I'll do the same thing for in certain situations mm -hmm. if a client like, yeah, based on what maybe you, what uh, cues you gave them, yep. they end up doing a different thing. Yeah. And then, but sometimes that's okay. And I'll be watching. I'm like, yeah, we'll do that first. Mm -hmm. Like we'll do what I was thinking after. Yeah. I had a client that we were working on something and we started to walk over to the window chairs and she's like, Oh, we're doing scissoring, which she calls going up front, like the front lunges. Oh, for the we're, learning, <laughs> we're learning how to like that connection. And it was not what I was going for. And I'm like, Sure, yeah. And then she was like, oh. And then she, like, <laughs> so that's what we were. I was like, okay. Like, yeah, that does sound good. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. She always, we've been working on it, and it's something she needs. But it was so funny how she said, oh, and she got all excited. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it wasn't my plan, but okay. But it works. And I think that taps into the, our whole main point of teach the body in front, in front of, of you. you. Because maybe we're not thinking something, but their body is thinking that. Mm -hmm. And maybe it works, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. See, because I feel like it's kind of like, you know, when you do that, like when you're tight and you do that stretch, you're like, oh, that feels good. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Employees are like, oh, I want to move in this way. Yeah. I need to move in this way. Yeah. And we need to like, because we're just guiding them. We're just we're guiding them. Not dictating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I think 
the, the final question in this mm. whole thing of like it's a how to break up how with a client. With so these clients that are these things that we've been talking about. And they're all in the series. Yeah, they are in, in each this, individual each individual, ones, yeah, in individual episodes <laughs> from uh, season four. four. And um, so the, the idea of like, so if you're going through these difficult conversations with a client for one or all of these different issues and they're not getting better about it and they're not listening to you and they're not um, following Where up. Where you're dreading it. Yeah. And you just cannot can't handle it and deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that question of like, how do you break up with a client? How do you take Say their time not. away mm-hmm. from them? Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally, if somebody's being a challenge and they're not a recurring time, like they don't have a, a set time, it's much easier to just kind of stop offering times or stop accommodating their times. But for those clients who have a recurring spot, oh, every week, how how do you, do you go that? about that? Yeah. And it's honestly, it's something that we We've currently are dealing with mm-hmm. in different ways. We've dealt with it many times. Yep. Um, and it's it's a difficult, like like how I've had it done in terms of email, mm-hmm. where you I've emailed the client because talking face-to-face would not have gone well. Right. And this was a client that I had at the end of my Friday, 3 o'clock. But I had a break, so I would go home, and then I would have to go, and I would be driving into the parking lot, and she would cancel. And it was always in it. My car broke down. Oh, I'm – it was like every – Always something. Always something. Yeah. And so I looked back at her sessions, and let's just – I don't remember. This was so long ago. But let's just say out of 19, she canceled 16. Yeah. It was like <laughs> absurd. And she paid. Right. wasn't about – but it was a fact that it was like – I couldn't plan anything. Yeah. I couldn't put any other person in that. And so I sent an email and I said, here's the dates of all your sessions that you canceled under 24 hours. Yeah. And I said, if you want to continue with me, you um, no longer get any cancellations last minute. Yeah. And she continued. And you said she then stopped... Late canceling. She stopped late canceling. Yeah. She never did it again. Hmm. Um, and then I had another teacher that had to sit down on a couch with a couple and say, mm. have that difficult conversation of, if you want me to, you have to let me teach you. And if you can't let me teach you, I can't be your teacher. I can't teach you. Yeah. Because they were so combative with her. And I think often, oftentimes it's just about notifying the client in some way to bring their attention to this. Cause sometimes it's not even on their radar that they're doing this. Yeah. And I think we need to remember that as teachers, it's like, maybe they don't think it's important. Maybe they don't think it's a big yeah. deal. And, but we need to, in a nice way, set that boundary of, Hey, if you want to work with me, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. And then leave it in their court. Yeah, because then definitely just like that, like you're leaving it for them to make the decision. If you want to do this session, mm-hmm. this is what needs to happen. Yep. And now it's up to them to and decide. Now it's up to you. And that doesn't make us feel like the bad guy of saying, you can't come in anymore. You mm-hmm. don't get this session. I don't session. like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't come back. You don't get this session anymore. It's, I would like to work with you, mm-hmm. but, but you're making it impossible because of this. This needs to change. Yeah. 
in order for us to work together. And I think being able to do that can also build confidence for teachers to be able to be strong and grounded. And it's not that it ever gets easier to do, but maybe, (laughs) maybe we get more confidence in being able to do so. Yeah. It's kind of like when they ask for the discounts, like after so long, you're able to say, no, Uh, no. Yeah. But yeah, the difficult conversations, because again, there's all, they're a different conversation with every client in terms yeah. of what the issue is. The specifics. And the personality of the client is always different. Yeah. And, um, you know, the client that's like very abrupt and very, you know, whatever can be scary. Yeah. And then that you have the one that you think, oh, they're just going to burst out crying and I'm going to hurt their feelings. That, yeah. That can be hard. So it's like learning how to deal with all these different. Yeah. And the specifics of exactly what to say and in what method to say it, like in person, phone call, text, yeah. email, whatever that is, you know, you can't tell anyone what to do. No, it's very it's specific be, yeah. for that teacher's personality and that client. client. Yeah. And how like we know our clients, even if we've only taught them a few times, like you can tell how somebody acts and reacts. Yeah. Like, like are they quick to react? Or are they kind of a laid back personality? Are they, you know, yeah. How will they handle something? How will they handle stress mm-hmm. or this or that? So yeah, you kind of so, yeah, I feel like it's like something you can't tell someone. Yeah, you just need to be aware and um, connected to the client and your own needs. Yeah, and your comfort level as well. Yes, yeah. Because if it's easier in an email, if it's easier on the phone, if it's easier in person. There's nothing wrong with any of the choices. Like, you can definitely do it in writing if that's easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it really depends on the situation. Like this one, I wanted to make sure that I had all my ducks in a row. So everything was listed, everything, the dates and my rules and my, you know, the policies. So it was all in black and white. Yeah. That's what I wanted Yeah, because I felt like in that situation, because this is another thing think about if you're talking to someone and they are, they're going to be that person that kind of like throws you off track. Yeah. And then you don't get to say what you needed to say. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then you leave going, oh, oh I forgot to say this I or that. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. That was <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. But yeah. yeah, I think that we're always going to have these issues come up. And it's mm-hmm. not that they're bad. We're not saying these are bad people, bad clients. Right. Um, but everyone has a life outside of the studio. And yeah. we're, we're kind of having to deal with this personality of, of the client and what they're bringing into the studio, their life, yeah, as well as our own life. Yeah. So we need to set boundaries for ourselves so that we can then be able to help that client. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if they don't want that, then they won't come back. Yeah. And, and it's completely fine. Yeah. Yeah. They'll find, you know, there's a, there's so many different teachers, so many personalities, so many different yeah. Ones that have their own boundaries, right? Everyone has their own boundaries. Yeah. And so there's, like we've said before, there's the a right teacher for every client. Mm-hmm. There's the right client for every teacher. And not every client and teacher are going to get along. No. <laughs> and, and that's okay. And it's okay. And we need to set our boundaries, take have those conversations, figure, take the time to figure out what the right way is to approach these yes. conversations. Yes. And what's going on in their mind. Yeah. Because maybe you could just say, hey, you know, I've noticed this has been going on. What What is that about? Yeah. It could be as simple as that. It does not have to be It doesn't a have to be deal. a confrontation. Yeah. It can be, hey, I've been noticing hey, this. I What's going this. on? Yeah. And totally. then they'll be like, wait, what? 
Like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a, a bad confrontation. Yeah. And sometimes it can surprise you how easy it can be when, like, we'll build it up in our own minds. Yeah. And then it's actually like, oh. Oh, that wasn't bad. Oh, that was actually mm. kind of nice. And now we worked through this thing. Yay. Oh, so. Don't forget our sponsor. We have a sponsor. For the new year. She got to end the year. Now we're in the Starting new year. Starting our year. So our sponsor is actually from an author, Charlotte Marsh, who's also a Pilates teacher. Yep. And it is Susie Slop and her secret superpower, Pilates exercises and breathwork practices. And it's a children's book. It's fantastic. It, and I'm, and we were saying this with the last episode, is who doesn't love a sloth? Yeah. Oh, my God. With all of her friends with and all these of other her animal friends. friends. Um, but you'll meet Susie and her friends. It's got beautiful illustrations in it. And it incorporates breathing and movement. So you get to join Susie Sloth on this fun adventure. She makes new friends and learns valuable skills in um, life. Um, it's a perfect way to introduce your child to Pilates and breathwork. Yeah. And, and it's just a fun activity book for the parent and the child. And you can get it on Amazon. It's getting great reviews already. It is, yeah. Um, but it's also, like like we were saying earlier, it's perfect for active children, Pilates teachers, breathwork coaches, families who want to teach their children the importance of compassion, self-care, mindfulness, and healthy movement habits. So yeah. who doesn't want that? With a sloth. Yeah. Yeah, and illustrations are so cute and sweet. So cute. It's a little unforgettable journey they go on. So um, it's on Amazon for sure. It came out in October, so it hasn't even been out that long, and it's already like getting lots of great reviews. Lots of great reviews. So if you haven't, go check it out. Order it. It's after Christmas. Oh, we should have put that in the other episode. Oh, yeah. Christmas. Christmas. Um, but um, we'll have it on our notes, maybe a link to it yeah. so they can get it. But, yeah, Susie Sloth, check her out. Check it out, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2024. We have so many great topics. We're very excited We're for very this year. We're excited. We have a huge list, yeah. as always. And we'll as probably always. keep adding on We'll to keep it. adding. Um, but feel free, again, keep sending us feedback, comments, Topics you might want to hear. Questions about. you have. Questions. Yeah. yeah, we love it. And that's it. That's our first episode of 2024. Yay! Yay! So enjoy the new year. It's full of potential. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll and see you soon. See you soon. Bye. There goes our team.